Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy from the You Stank, you Stank. I am Iron Man. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stark or Stank. My name is Aaron and I am here with Josh. Hello. This week we are talking about Black Widow, the 27th MCU thing that we've talked about on this show. I feel like that's correct. I I could do, hang on. I'm pretty sure Loki was 26. Yep. This will be number 27. And um, it's a movie. We didn't have to watch a bunch of episodes this week. Really, I was really happy about that. Yeah, no, uh, this that would make it, what, the 23rd movie? Yes. Correct. Yay, math. Yay, math. Speaking of Black Widow, um, this, this movie took a, took a long time. Took a long time to get here. Um, Did it? Yes. Uh, there was originally going to be a a Black Widow movie was worked on in two thousand and four. Um, Jesus. Someone you and I both know through other me awesome. other other things. Uh, David Hayter wrote a script. Oh shit! Uh, for Black Widow for a movie in two thousand and four, and he was also set to direct the movie. Um. When the character's rights, uh, film rights were still at Artisan Entertainment slash Lionsgate, um, but it ultimately didn't come to fruition. To this day, David Hayter has only directed one movie. And um, it's a werewolf movie called Wolves. Starring What's Jason that? Momoa. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I'm, now I'm going to have to look that up. Thanks. It looks cheesy as fuck. Um, Mate, I'm already sold on it. It's fine. You don't have to keep selling it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, did David Hayter also write an X-Men, X-Men movie? He wrote X-Men and he also wrote Watchmen. Um, he wrote Watchmen? Yes. Like well, the, 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 screen... the, the screenplay. Um, which the screenplay. they uh, used heavily to advertise this Wolves movie. Um I mean, yeah, you know what? That first X-Men, I keep saying X-Men, but it's actually X-Men. It that is, is X-Men. singular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's multiple There men. is a character named X-Men. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yep. that, the X-People movie. Yes, the X-People. quite good. It is. They're it's a fun time. It, it's been a while since I watched it. But X- that fucking Watchmen movie is really good. Yeah. X2 is pretty good. Yeah. But I assume David Hedda had nothing to do with that. Um, I don't believe so. Considering what I have to say about Black Widow, that's a fun piece of trivia because there's, there's some fucking Metal Gear here. Yeah. Some goddamn Metal Gear in this movie. There is. Um, we will talk about the movie in a second, but uh, both Scarlett Johansson and Marvel uh, expressed interest in a potential Black Widow solo film several years, several times over the pre- preceding 10 years. Um before it's released, whatever. Um, Nicole Perlman wrote a treatment for a Black Widow movie around 2010 slash 2011, but Marvel Disney uh, reportedly uh, weren't ready to take the risk of making a big budget 
movie centered on a female superhero? <sighs> mm. Wow. Yeah. That, that wasn't even that long ago. No, it wasn't. Um, I mean, it was pretty long in terms of like waiting for a Black Widow movie, but mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, fucking 13 years, 12 years, not that long. Yeah. They, they waited That's waited till after. Shameful. Yeah, they waited till after uh, Wonder Woman. And then, and then they were like, oh, I guess, I guess it can work. And then they did Captain Marvel. Anyway. And not their established big name hero that they've had around for years and years. Exactly. What a weird, weird decision. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, development progressed with the hiring of Jack Schaefer as writer and Kate Shortland as director in 2018. Even though Shortland, like almost every d- director Marvel has hired, had no experience in directing big-budget action films. Um, hmm. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they, they do hire... A I'm not of... sure what that face was meant to say, though. That's true. They, they do hire a lot of directors that aren't known for doing big-budget movies, but then... Um, I, I don't know. all right, considering. There was... Uh, I can't even remember who it was, but... There was a director before um, Kate Shortland that she uh, she was hired or she was going to do it or she maybe she was just talking about doing it and then she decided not to do it because they wanted her to um, leave all the action scenes to to like a different team and so she just she could only direct like the actory scenes <laughs> yeah the drama scenes and then uh, and all the action scenes she wasn't allowed to direct apparently that which seems like a recipe for a fucking terrible movie yeah like she wanted to direct all the action scenes and everything and they were like no 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 you just do the drama scenes and we'll do the rest so um i don't blame her for not Strange. wanting to do the movie um uh chloe Zhao uh was first considered to direct the film but chose eternals instead um, I think she made the better decision, honestly. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I, I think that one turned out like weird and interesting enough to be like noteworthy, regardless of quality. Yes, I think you know, I think it's better to to swing for the fences and, and do something different, even if it if it if it's not amazing. I think it's still a more interesting movie than this. Yeah, then the 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 female superhero movie that should have been there twelve years earlier, and wasn't, and and it's came also, after the character's death in the wider universe of the property, and it's just and kind, it's also a prequel. It's just kind of okay. Um, <clears throat> this is Scarlett Johansson's ninth time playing Natasha Romanoff, if you include Captain Marvel, which I had to think for a second, but yeah, she's in the post credit scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there's the Endgame connector, right? Yeah. Uh, Johansson's contract for this solo outing, although an extension, is independent from her original contract. The salary for her supposedly final outing, as stipulated in her deal, is uh, $25 million, with an additional $6 million bonus if the film's worldwide gross uh, went above $900 million, uh, which it didn't. However, the latter stipulation became the subject of a lawsuit between Johansson and Disney when Disney reportedly breached contract by releasing the movie simultaneously on their streaming service Disney Plus, which seriously limited its box office success. 
I mean, yeah, I didn't see it in cinemas because it came to Disney Plus and we were just coming out of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it in, in cinemas. Fact, Still yeah. seen them all in cinemas. And which one of us is currently sick as a dog? I'm not saying that it's necessarily linked, but... Yeah, uh, seeing, seeing Black Widow in 2021 has led to this. <laughs> I mean, look, you've been <laughs> sick for what feels like a year and a half now. It's been like, yeah, I've been sick since like October, November last year or something. I like. I want to say, people listening to this podcast have maybe, maybe will notice that you have been sick for at least a year. I, I got better, and then <laughs> Did I, you? I got better, and then I got COVID, and then it made it much worse. Were so, we were we recording podcasts during that time? You were better, or were we? Were we, we really we weren't actually. No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people who look back at this series are just going to be like, man, this Aaron guy is just sick all the sick time. all what the, the time. Fuck? Uh, the movie was originally... The podcast sp- the only thing that keeps you going. <laughs> That's it. It's the only reason I'm alive. As soon as this ends, yeah. done. Keep going, Marvel, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, this movie was originally scheduled to release on May 1st, 2020 as a kickoff for Phase 4. Um, however, due to the coronavirus pandemic, the film was postponed until November 6, 2020, then delayed again until May 7th, 2021, and again delayed to July 9, 2021. The miniseries WandaVision kicked off phase four instead. There you go. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting that, um, Far From Home was not the start of phase four. It's nope. the end of it's phase the last three. movie of phase three. Fucking stupid. <coughs> mm. It sure is a way to end a phase. Yeah, I'll I'll say this much: the end of phase three and the start of phase four has some really weird structuring decisions, mm. where we've ended with a solo film, which doesn't really have a huge amount of consequence in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Which you know that's fine; not every Marvel movie has to. Right. But then also the movie that was supposed to start it would have been a prequel for a character who died in the movie that didn't end the last one. It's so mm-hmm. fucking strange. This is a weird movie. Uh, the main contenders for the role of Yelena Belova were Emma Watson, apparently was... Uh, uh, well, I, look, I like Florence Pugh, but I, I like Emma Watson. That's fine. I like Florence That's, Pugh better. Um, yeah, you know what? You're probably not wrong. For that character? Yes, absolutely. Um, yes. Saoirse Ronan, Alice Englert, Dar Zuzowski, and Florence Pugh. I, I didn't realize you were still reading names. I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> I forgot what words were for a second. No, um, that's someone's name, apparently. I don't know who that is, but that is a, a apparently a human female. And Florence Pugh, with Watson being the frontrunner, Ultimately, Pew was cast, uh, according to the producers, her performance as Soraya Jade Bevis in Fighting With My Family gave her an added advantage behind her casting. That's the first movie I saw her in, and she was really good in it. And uh, Yeah, it's the, the page yeah. WWE, yeah. like, it's not a documentary. What's, what's the... A biopic. Biopic, that's the, that's the word. Yeah, good movie. I like I liked that movie. Um. Mm. This is the final film of William Hurt before his death in 2022. Um, R.I.P. And 
now now Harrison Ford's. <laughs> yeah, weird, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm into it, but boy, is that going to be strange? I don't know about you, but this is something I noticed, and it's it's also something the trivia has picked up here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> David Harbour and Rachel Weiss play Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh's adoptive parents. Uh, in real life, they are only nine and fourteen years older than Johansson. I was watching the movie and I'm like, they, are they even old enough to be her parents? Yeah, I don't know. It's mm, they're not. <laughs> they're they're not really though. No. Like only 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 barely. <laughs> only while well, the nine year old. I don't, I'm not sure about that one. Oh yeah, <coughs> not, not that one. But, um, and I wouldn't recommend a 14-year-old have a kid either, but still. No, but hey, that's not the world we live in. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I, it didn't occur to me while watching this, but now that you bring it up, that sure is strange. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're not their... In the movie, they're well, not their real uh, parents. I, they're just acting like their parents. No. So the, I think the thing that like sticks out to me a bit more is that there is no way that Florence Pugh and uh, Scarlett Johansson are the same age gap as the girls are supposed to be. No, well, um, yeah. So, so David Harbour's nine years older than Scarlett Johansson. He's twenty years older than Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, Rachel Weiss is 25 years older than Florence Pugh. Right. So, yes. Um, so that means Scarlett Johansson's 16 years older than Florence Pugh? Is my math right on that? Sounds, that sure is a number. I'm not doing maths. Uh, David Harbour, this is an interesting fact. Uh, David Harbour auditioned to play the blob in X-Men Origins Wolverine, but was rejected for being too fat. Did you say blob? <laughs> uh huh. That's the wait. Go rejected for being too fat. No, yes. <laughs> that's exactly what and I they, said. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Poor David. <laughs> I really like David Harbour. He seems like a cool guy, but that's just upsetting to hear on multiple levels. How fat must he have been? <laughs> If he's too fat to play the blob. What year was uh, X-Men Origins? That 20... 2007? 2008? Sounds about right. Origins Wolverine 2009. Oh, so close. We're finding pictures of David Harbour in 2009. <laughs> I, d- I doubt he's... That's just a weird... Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, nothing, nothing I can find. It's such a weird thing, though. Too fat to be the blob. Wow, wow. Super dumb. Uh, Scarlett Johansson describes the film as its own genre and even named nope. Logan, The Fugitive, and Terminator 2 as influences on this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, no. No. <laughs> Don't see any of that. I mean, no on all counts. Yeah, no. See none of it. It's definitely not its own genre. This spy thriller is a genre that has existed and will exist long after this. Yep. Assuming it hasn't... Assuming Black Widow didn't kill the genre. I don't think it did. They're still making Bond movies and Mission Impossible movies. Mm. 
Although that, the last Mission Impossible, uh, I hear it's great, but no one went to see it. So, uh, ain't nobody going to see movies. TikTok, <laughs> man, that's where the money is. <laughs> um, this is the second MCU film to feature a Nirvana song. Uh, after Captain Marvel yep. had uh, come as you are, um, both uh, this has a cover of "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Um, yep, uh, a slow, somber cover of it. Your favorite type of cover. It's the worst. Loved it. The yeah, wor- I, we're going to get to it in a second, but I'm telling you right now, the worst intro to a Marvel movie ever. I can't even actually think of another Marvel movie with like an opening title. Iron Man Two scene. Oh yeah, yeah. This is worse. Mickey Rourke's distress screaming. Yep, that's way better than this. <laughs> that's better than this. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would say that this is bad, but it's like it's pretty nothing. I hate it. Yeah. Let's now. Oh, okay. What do you? What do you like this fucking movie or what? I do. It's enjoyable, but I don't think about it much. Yeah. That's like, it's some dumb fun. It's got some really fun action, especially like the first half. I like quite a lot. And then the yeah. second half goes stupid in a way that I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. And that's about where my thoughts are. <clears throat> I, yeah, I enjoy it while I'm watching it. And then as soon as it's over, I'm like, I think I watched the thing. I think yeah, just the last hour and a half, two hours of my life go. Not sure what just, yeah, not sure what happened. I the feel last two older, hours. <laughs> but not wiser. <laughs> still sick. I'm still In sick. In fact, I feel dumber. Um, yeah, it's it's a fine movie. It's not great. It's not it's amazing. A good time. It's yeah. It's it's a. I've had a worse time watching these movies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But. It's also not... Iron Man Two still exists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a reason it's still at the bottom, and uh, I don't think this is going to go down there. I don't know. Yeah, no. Maybe you hate this I don't movie. Think, I don't think either of us feel strongly enough about this movie to put it that low. No, <laughs> that's that's the re- that's the real problem. Is <laughs> that's like we're gonna damn this movie with real faint praise. Yeah, exactly. Let us now talk about the plot of Black Widow. This comes from a shit website I wouldn't go to unless I never would. Uh, In 1995, young Natasha Romanoff and Yelena Belova are whisked away from their home in Ohio by their surrogate parents, Alexei Shustakov. Okay, Red Guardian, Russia's answer to Captain America, and former Black Widow, Melina Vostokov. The girls are given to Drakov, who puts them through the Red Room for further training. Let's see. That was that was pretty quick and painless. <laughs> that's the that's the beginning of that movie. It's it's a bit longer than that. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, I think this is a decent. I th- before the opening title sequence, it's a oh, decent. Oh, I thought you meant like including this bit. No, no, no. Okay. I like I like this beginning section. It's just the opening titles I don't like. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The the weird like child trafficking stuff. And, yeah, yeah, sure. And, and it's just because I don't. Unnecessary. Ex- it's not explained at all. Um, that's the thing is like it's just like 
It's a lot of imagery with no real like context to go <laughs> yes, along with it. Yes, exactly. And then you're just supposed. We know because you can, you we know this shit. But I, but can you? Like, I don't know if you're someone who doesn't know about the history of Black Widow. If you're coming into Black Widow, the 23rd movie in the MCU at this point, without having seen any of the other stuff. Where the fuck? But maybe you just want to see a movie uh, about chicks kicking ass. About a cool spy chick. Yeah, fair enough. And I haven't made one of those before. They're like, oh, this is Black Widow. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, okay. I guess I guess someone who has no context cannot infer a whole lot about it. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, I like, I like this whole the family dynamic here. And... Um, uh, the little action scene of them, uh, you know, escaping in the plane, being uh, chased. Yeah, that's your first little hint that there's there's more going on here than. That's a hint. Well, you know, it's up until now he just he looked like a fucking nerd. Yeah, it's true. I 100% wasn't expecting him to have, like, full-blown superpowers. Right. It's not in this early bit. I yeah. thought he was going to be Red Guardian later. Mm-hmm. Then he flips a fucking pickup and it's like, oh. Yeah, no. He's, he's, he's just that guy. Yeah, he's already. Um, then he's hanging off the wing <clears throat> of a plane with a gun, <laughs> looking like a cool motherfucker. How do you get in the plane? It's not important. He's Red Guardian. So. He can get in the plane however he likes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I like, uh, I like this little action sequence. I like the general, this intro, this like first, the cold open. Um, yeah. and then, and then the, the not Nirvana kicks in and, and, and the quality of the film drastically goes down for Aaron. It, it's like, it reminds me of early 2000s superhero movies like, uh, Punisher, or um Australian one? Yeah. Or um Daredevil. It's like See, you're, you're saying all these things like they're bad things, <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, wait, what I love what I like those movies, movies, but it's like it's like remember fake... Kevin Nash and Punisher. <laughs> I do remember. It's that's that's that movie kicks ass. I'm sorry. That, I like that point. movie that a lot. Movie is great. I enjoy that movie. But um it's just like f- like fake edginess, like like yeah, yeah, trying real hard to be serious and grim and yeah, not quite sticking the landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up until now, it's just been good. a family going away in a plane. They're escaping. Who knows what's happening? Oh no, what's happening to these girls? Oh Jesus Christ! What the fuck? Oh God! What the fuck? Here come the bad times. Oh no, what's happening? And then Nirvana kicks in, but not Nirvana. Not the, Varna, if you the, will. Not Varna. Yes, exactly. Um, Nirvana? Like any Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're doing. I see. I got it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't like the. Yeah, I find like it inoffensive, tiles. but not really necessary. But also, some explanation wouldn't go amiss. Yeah. So. And because, and then they also don't say anything about it. You know, and no. until later when Yelena's is like, they just ripped out all my fucking ovaries and shit. Just pulled it straight out. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Where's where's that it's detail? Like, you, why am I learning this now? 
in this like jerky I mean, way. In fairness, we're not the only people learning about it at that point, and it's equally horrific for other people in that scene. He he knows about it. No one's ever just yeah, but he's still grossed out it. about it though. Yeah, of course he is. It's disgusting. <laughs> it is. It's not great. Uh, twenty-one years later, following the battle between the Avengers at Leipzig, Halle Airport, uh, Romanoff is labeled a fugitive by the government for violating the Sokovia Accords. She escapes from Hang US. On. How old is Widow supposed to be in the in the, the before time jump in ninety-five? She's like ten-ish, right? Okay. She's like a preteen. Am I meant to believe that Scarlett Johansson is my age? Fuck you. How dare you? She's she's not that old. (laughs) How old is Scarlett Johansson? She's at least like five years older than me, surely. She has to be. I need her to be. (laughs) I need this, Aaron. Oh, she's definitely older than you, but I'm just saying she's not. She's 38. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Okay. She's my age. There you go. Practically ancient. <coughs> Dying. Slowly. So slowly. Hurry up and finish Marvel. <laughs> uh, she escapes from US Secretary of State Thaddeus Ross and flees to a safe house in Norway, reuniting with her contact Rick Mason in Morocco. Belova is still working for the Red Room. Belova kills Oksana, a former Black Widow, only to come in contact with a substance called Red Dust. <laughs> What are we going to call this red dust? Red dust. I've got it. (laughs) Done. Uh, Which removes the Red Room's control over her. She sends this antidote to Romanoff's safe house in the hopes that she will return to help her. Um, I don't love the fact that there's just an antidote, a red powder that just magically removes the, the... the brain, condi- the mental condition. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's uh, who- it, the, it's very convenient, but I feel like you've got a real set amount of minutes you can run this movie for, and mm. we cannot waste a lot of time. We got shit to do, man. Sure. Um, Ostensibly, I don't know. I didn't make this fucking movie. But it's just like, yeah, it's just like, oh, you just got this red dust, and you're gonna sniff it, and then all this. Fucking Your eyes can do a weird thing. Decades of brainwashing or whatever, it just goes away. So, all right, I guess. Yeah, man, I'm no, I'm no like Soviet brainwashing scientist. I don't know how this shit works. As far as I'm concerned, it works exactly like that. Okay, <laughs> and uh, also, it, it does kind of mesh with the other really silly, like, high-tech fucking spy thriller bullshit mm. that screams Metal Gear at me. This works for me. Uh, this is um, doing the thing for me, you know? Fair enough. If it, if it works for you, that's great. I just like, think this it's... Is, this is Fox Die for me. <laughs> it's true, and it pretty much is... It pretty much is that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I love Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> If I could just, like, justify everything you hate about this movie as a Metal Gearism, we might get this to the top of the list. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine that. Uh, 
the dream. The dream for the creators of Black Widow <laughs> to yeah, be at the I'm top of our list. Please. Such a prestigious award. <laughs> We're going to print out little fucking... You can print out trophies. Yeah, good. Send them to I'll people. Des- I'll design a like- trophy and we'll print it out and we'll send it. <clears throat> get like a restraining order put out on us. Please don't send us anything ever. As Romanoff unknowingly drives off with the antidote, she is attacked by Taskmaster, who is after the red dust. Romanoff manages to evade Taskmaster and learns that the dust came from Belova. The two reunite in Budapest. Budapest. But are attacked by Black Widows. Plural. While escaping, Romanoff learns the Red Room is still active and that its leader, Drakov, is still alive. In order to join S.H.I.E.L.D. years previously, Romanoff's mission had been to kill Drakov. After detonating a building containing... (laughs) Detonating a building... I don't think. No, the entire building did not get detonated. No. I think a bomb within I think the there building was a, got yeah, detonated. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Um, after detonating a building containing Drakov and his young daughter, Antonia, an act that has haunted Romanov, both were presumed dead. In the present, Romanov and Belova evade Taskmaster and meet back up with Mason, who supplies them with an aircraft. Um, you ever worry about how much <clears throat> of this show is just us shitting all over the poorly written synopsis and not actually talking about the movie? <laughs> Hey, I, I I don't fucking care about this dumb website. No, no, neither do I. I just I do wonder about how we spend our finite minutes on this earth sometimes. <laughs> it's fun. I like shitting on it. <laughs> good, good. Well, yeah, look, the movies don't give us enough to shit on a lot of the time. Yeah. They're all quite consistent quality, so it's good mm. that we can get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to have shit on something. It's true. Um... Uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, uh, where did the I red need- dust come from? Is that explained in this movie? Who made it? Uh, I don't think it's ever explained fully. The the samples that Yelena gets her hands on are obviously like being transported by a deactivated widow. Right. And then she conveniently gets deactivated herself in the process of killing the deactivated one. And so she kind of like just and passes the mission mm-hmm. sure. um as far as where the dust comes from though i don't believe it's ever stated i assume and maybe this is a mistake on my part that someone within the the red room or the dracob's like organization the kgb i guess mm-hmm. there has to be an antidote you, you keep antidotes for everything as long as you're keeping like the thing there Right, just in right. case. Yeah. Like, if you get splashed with some of the uh, Black Widow <laughs> control serum, you've got uh-huh. like fucking 10 minutes to get to the fucking <laughs> the, antidote the dust, dust to pour in your face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I don't know. It's, surely they would have some as a safety precaution. I guess that makes sense. It's, it's just good OH&S. <laughs> You're going to want to have some red dust around. Yeah, you know, just in case. Emergencies. Uh, Romanoff and Belova break Shostakov. Don't, just don't put, it's Alexi. Hang on. Fucking hell. Before we get to this part. uh, The chase here with the APC and, you know, stealing cars and bikes and stuff. It's a fun chase. Yeah, it's a good chase scene. 
that's fun. Um, the the fight with the the Black Widows. Um, the mm-hmm. the yeah, also the fight with Yelena. One of them gets fucking rocked, falling <laughs> off the building, and yeah, oh, that's brutal to watch. Uh-huh. Um, uh, also, yeah, the fight with the uh, Yelena and Natasha uh, is really good mm-hmm. too. Again. Um, it's rocked. I think Natasha gets fucking monkey flipped into a door frame, and yeah. my god, does it look painfully shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, these early like hand to hand fight scenes are really good. I really enjoyed yeah. uh, a lot of these fight scenes early and on. Fucking Taskmaster gets to show up and do some cool shit, look yep. really menacing, and be kind of ineffective, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, I. Well, Taskmaster is one of those comic book villains you can kind of get away with you know, jobbing out. I don't, I don't mind where they, what they did to the character. Yeah. You know, I to, like, I like the changes. Yeah. It, there are moments in this where I feel like Taskmaster could be more threatening. Yes. But then they are quite threatening in other places. So it kind of balances out for me. Yeah. Um, I just, I, they don't really give Taskmaster much to do, and and they're just like, no. oh, Taskmaster can like just watch some footage and it. like just do it, and then but that's never really shown a lot. Uh, and yeah, I, it, it's just said, and then you're supposed to just take it, yeah, as read and accept it because that's a thing that exists. Yeah, exactly. But basically, a, a fucking member of Foxhound. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it now. No, Stop it right you, now. You can't make me. You cannot. Stop it. <laughs> no, but like as if Taskmaster in this, in the MCU, is not just a fucking Foxhand member waiting to happen. I guess. but And also, like, whenever they show up, they get to do, like, the cool... They, it may not be the exact motions, but it feels really on point for, like, Black Panther motions, Captain America motions, stuff yeah. that's shot and, like, acted in the way that feels like they are embodying that role. Yeah, like there there are definitely like little references here and there to like, oh, that's a Captain America thing. That's Black Panther thing. But it's like she's fighting. I already gave it away. Taskmaster is fighting Black Widow. Uh and but the I've been saying they. But not like copying her. Like like it's just like a fight. Yeah, there's never any like copying on the fly, which is the only non-Taskmaster thing, yeah, right? That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, um, apart from the fundamental character change. Uh, <laughs> cool suit, though. The suit is cool. Yeah. It's, it's fucking cool. It's really good. Never expected Taskmaster to be realized in like full live action looking anything other than goofy as fuck. <laughs> and here we are. I well, I mean, it's, it's a video game, but I like the design in the Avengers game too. That Taskmaster was good. Oh, I'm trying to think of what that fucking looks like. Uh, where's my goddamn search bar? Avengers <coughs> game Taskmaster. Uh, there was another thing I was gonna say. Oh, the banter between Yelena and Natasha is really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, on full display in the car chase. Yeah, it's great where they're arguing about plans and mm-hmm. such, and improvising on the fly. Yep, they just have really good chemistry. They bounce off each other really well. Yeah, yeah. Yelena and you know we'll, we'll get to him Everyone. soon, but Alexi uh, are like two of like 
They're the, the best parts about this movie. Uh, they may be so two good. of my favorite parts of Phase Four. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Especially because Yelena's shown up in other things and um, mm-hmm. was really good there too. And uh, yep. yeah, good shit. Um, did, did you see Taskmaster from the Avengers game? I did. I did. It looks fine. Yeah, I mean it's. It's Taskmaster, but yeah, I I, th- I like that design still. Um, yeah, where are we? As Romanoff, take that like widows. Okay, yeah. Uh, Romanoff and Belova break Shostakov out of prison to learn where Drakov is. He tells them they need to speak with Vostokov, who lives on a farm in Russia where mind control. Oh, in Russia, using mind control on pigs. Belova reveals that while they were not a real family, she still wanted to believe that they were so. Uh, Shostakov and Vostokov admit that they too <laughs> wish they were a real family. Unfortunately, Vostokov gives their location to Drakov. His agents arrive and take them away to the Red Room located on an aerial base. We are flying through this fucking movie. I love that that synopsis phrases it as, unfortunately, she gave their location <laughs> like it was a fucking accident. <laughs> right. Oh, whoopsie. I accidentally oh, no. notified. Oh, I you down the river. Fuck you. Whoops. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, this. I did so, a whoopsie. Uh, some, some fun things. Uh, the pigs being experimented on are mm-hmm. specifically kunikuni pigs from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell because they got little tassels uh, under their chins. They're very mm-hmm. cool. I like those pigs a lot. Um, but very piggy. I believe Weta... Uh, digital did the uh, animation for the pig when it is like commanded to stop breathing right. and stuff. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like you could probably train a pig to lie down on its side, but it's right. going to have telltale signs. Of it's going to breathe. Yes. Fucking, yeah. That is correct. Yeah. It's going to have like nose movements and stuff. It's going to be visibly <laughs> breathing. Just make it not breathe. So, yeah. So you either do like a horrible animal cruelty or you digitize a pig. Mm. And so uh, Weta Workshop did that. And apparently it was really hard because of the tassels specifically. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> that, that whole thing. Yeah, it's making horrible. the pig stop breathing. Um, yeah. And you can kind of see it like side-eyeing, just like, got to start again. It's time to panic. When can I breathe, please? And then it just drops. I need um, air to live. We, we we also get a, a fun prison break scene. Love a good prison break. Yep. Uh, <laughs> of course, like immediately, um, they're like, uh, just like sneak out. Like, don't let anyone know that don't what's be happening. Subtle. Don't make yeah, a scene. Yeah, and he just immediately fucking wrecks those two guards. Um, that's great. I'll say there's some solid comedic timing in this movie. There's yeah. that with like, don't cause a scene. He wrecks those two guards and it flicks back to them like, you caused the scene, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Solid. Uh, there was also like, as they're flying the chopper away, I think Yelena says, I don't think we have enough fuel to make it all the way to blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Alexi goes, we'll make it. And then the next scene is just the fucking chopper coming out of the sky. <laughs> just, and it's the best. Yeah. It's very good. Um, um, the prison itself has uh, an interesting little nod to the Winter Guard, which are like the Russian Avengers in mm-hmm. the comics. Yep. Where, um, as uh, Alexei's 
um, wrestling dudes. This big guy called, comes up who he refers to as Ursa, mm-hmm. who is like kind of the Russian Hulk, where he, he he's a big werebear. Yeah, turns into a bear man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell because Ursa is Russian for bear, and also I think he's got a bear tattooed on his back. Bears are his thing, <laughs> and he gets his fucking arm broken. <laughs> Well, his hand. He just goes limp like this. Yeah, his like, wrist is snapped. It's real bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another reference to the Winter Guard, actually. Mm-hmm. When uh, Yelena is talking about how uh, Alexei only cares about his glory days, she yeah. calls him, She says, you only care about uh, being the Crimson Dynamo, which yes. is the... Russian. <clears throat> so I um I have a uh, trivia here about that. Um, Yelena mistakenly calls Alexei Crimson Dynamo rather than Red Guardian in the comics. Crimson Dynamo is a Russian supervillain in a powerful armor who usually fights Iron Man and has been teammate of Red Guardian. His real name was Anton Vanko, uh, which in the movie uh, he's the father of Ivan Vanko, who was a combination. The one who gets the, the scream. Yes. Ah! Uh, in uh, in Iron Man Two, he's a combination of Whiplash and Crimson Dynamo. So, yeah, um, yeah, they've done Crimson Dynamo. He was just not called that in the movies. Yeah, he was. He was the guy. He was Whiplash's dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, well, we don't necessarily always need to have Iron Man fighting an Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> you know, kind of. Except at the end of the movie, he, he fights a bunch of them. Yeah. Um. <sighs> During a flashback, uh, this is another thing. During a flashback in, in Budapest, where Nat- Natasha is waiting in her car just before uh, the building explodes, is the first time you can actually hear her with a slight Russian accent when she's talking on comms. This whole mm-hmm. s- series, she, she never had a Russian accent. This is the only time we've heard her actually have a, a Russian accent. Yep, that's correct. That is correct. Um, yeah, it's weird because I feel like Russian accents are the easiest to do, but probably also the easiest to accidentally make fun of. It. You know what? <laughs> right. You can, you can it's bad PR. Take it a bit far. Um, it's a fine line. Can be goofy. Uh, uh, yeah, this this whole this escape sequence is cool, um, but it's more the just the dynamic of of Alexi with the other two. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, him... like goofy fuck up father who doesn't yes. realize he's a massive fuck up. Exactly. And, um, he thinks he's kind of the best. Uh, huh. and he's like, yeah, did Captain America talk about me? Like, what, like when <laughs> did do you, when he talk he... about me? <laughs> like when, when has he ever met Captain America? Well, so he definitely has like, uh, war stories about it because it's what he's doing while he's arm wrestling. He's beating dudes. While yes, he's but talking about how he fought one on one with Captain America in the seventies or eighties when he was. And frozen. then Ursa comes up. He's like, he was still frozen. <laughs> yeah, which makes me wonder. Could it? Well, I mean, it probably wouldn't have been Isaiah. That's what but, I was just thinking. Uh, mm. The comics have had a few different Captain Americas in the interim. They had the evil Captain America during Vietnam. Mm. Yeah, could have been a different nomad times. Different Captain America or someone posing as Captain Actually, America. Even, or... even during the Cold War, there was a Captain America who was a right bastard. He was a real son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And they uh, retconned that later to be like, oh, no, that wasn't Steve. Steve was actually on ice. This guy's just a real piece of shit. <laughs> right. As you do when you write yeah. comics for decades. Yeah. I mean, look, retcons... 
they're a, they're a natural part of the process. Exactly. Um, yeah, good stuff. And then and then they get to the get to the house and and we get some family dynamics. Fucking sleep dots. <laughs> yes, that's also they, really they, funny. And then... <laughs> it's really good. Uh, we get we get a a they sing American Pie, which is uh, super cheesy yes. and weird. And the um, way he does it with his thick Russian accent, and he's mm-hmm. so tired, <laughs> barely able to breathe in that costume. Yeah, on uh, account of being too fat. <laughs> I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I like all this like family dynamic stuff. It's fun and. Uh, yeah, they're all they're all good characters. They're all likable people. Um, yeah. The uh, only one I would like argue maybe isn't is Melina. She does like tell a pig to stop breathing for a bit. I you're or, right. Like cold and clinical about it. <laughs> That's the thing. I think I, to her, it's just like science. It's just like a cool. This is all just business. Yeah, I'm exactly. Just, it's like this is just. Science. This is just how it works. This is look what I look I what just I can think do. They're neat. Yeah, right. And she is the she epitome is the of yes. It's the epitome of of that. Um, yeah. So I I don't I don't dislike her at all. I I think she, no. I, she's just yeah. Like, she's not quite as immediately lovable as the other right. two. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Natasha, who we we all like Natasha because mm. she's been here for sixteen years. Mm. Long time. Uh, as Drakov congratulates Vos- congratulates Vostokov for finding Romanov and Belova, <coughs> it is revealed that <laughs> that's a lot of ofs. So there. many ofs. Um, uh, it is revealed that Vostokov and Romanov used face mask technology to switch places at the farm, having planned their own capture. Romanov learns that Taskmaster is Drakov's daughter Antonia, <gasps> who suffered severe damage from the explosion. Drakov was forced to put a chip in her head to help her, also turning her into the perfect soldier. Romanov discovers that she cannot harm Drakov due to a pheromone lock he installed in every widow. She notices that Drakov has been controlling widows all around the world via his control desk. After goading Drakov into punching her in the face, Romanov manages to sever a nerve in her nasal passage to negate the pheromone, allowing herself to attack Drakov. It's the most Metal Gear shit in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Can't attack me because of pheromones, so I guess I better break my nose. Uh, <laughs> it's so perfect. Oh, I fucking love it so much. <laughs> um, I don't know. The, the pheromone thing is... Are you really having trouble with that? Uh, it's just... I don't know. Like... I get, and I it's also know. like that. It is like okay. So one of my <laughs> one of the things I uh, don't like about this movie is mm. that Drakov is a slimy greaseball, unambiguously shitty person. Yes, which makes him a great villain, mm. and I'd love to see more of him. We don't get that much of him, no. but. He really solidifies it here by being like, oh, yes, my defense. I've got this fucking cologne on. You smell my th- shitty cologne? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a shitty used car salesman. <laughs> He's the fucking greatest. 
Um, yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah, Dracov could be a, like a really great villain. He's not in the movie a whole lot. He's literally no, at the beginning like at the, the end. Example. That's like it. And um, even the bit where like they flash back to show Natasha blowing up. You do you see him at nope. all? Just just you the see daughter. his daughter in the window. Yep. That's it. I, I think maybe you see like a shot from the interior where like you see from the daughter's point of view, you see him through a doorway, maybe, mm. but it's brief and he definitely doesn't say anything. No. But like you can't just have your villains show up halfway through act three. Right. Just it's not how this works. He's he's just like a looming force in the movie. Like he's not He's hardly oh, he's so scary. Like, we killed him, but he's not actually dead. Like, right. I don't fucking care. Show me how much of a dick he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Make me care. Don't tell me I should care. Uh, yeah. And it, I mean, yeah, it's like they just try to shove all of the, like, this is why he's bad at the end. It's like, this is. And he does come really off as a real slimy piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, but it's like. You had a whole movie to do this. Exactly. Just he's a piece of shit, and now she's got to kill him. All right, cool. And yeah, <laughs> look, I, you don't need to give me a reason for Black Widow killing a dude. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> right. I'll do it. You, you, but like, if you want to give me a reason, make it a good one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the uh, breaking her own nose—that's a fucking gnarly little bit there. Yeah, I do. I do like that they. He just like wasn't strong enough to do it. I like yeah, that they like completely girl. emasculate him there. It's uh, it's fantastic and um, such feminism. You hit mm. like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um, we might have gotten some wires crossed on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, I would have liked to have seen more of him and. Uh, the reveal of Taskmaster is is decent. I think. I think. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't mind what they did to the character. I just wish that she also did more during the movie. I just, again, she shows up a few times and she doesn't really show off what she can do a whole lot. It's like uh, Chekhov's gun, except it's Drakov's daughter. You have mm, to exactly. You, you like the daughter appears mm-hmm. unshot in. The first act of the film mm-hmm. has to be shot or the, the trigger has to be pulled on the daughter by the end. Right. That's the rule, right? Yep, that's it. That's the rule. <coughs> that's it. Um, Vostokov attempts to take out the ship's engine. Meanwhile, Shostakov battles Antonia while Belova searches for the other widows sent to protect Drakov. Drakov escapes as the widows gang up on Romanov. Uh, however, Belova creates a red dust bomb, releasing the Widows from their mind control. Romanoff reaches the control desk and copies the locations of the other Widows worldwide to a portable drive, just as the Red Room begins to explode and fall. Before leaving the control room, Romanoff picks up two vials of red dust that survive Belova's bomb. Vostokov and Shostakov are forced to escape the ship via aircraft, just as Belova takes out Drakov's escape ship, killing him. He's gone. He's dead. Killing him dead. Um... I can't believe I didn't even fucking touch on this at all. Floating sky base. Yes, floating sky base. So, so it's so Metal Gear. I know we've already had them with the helicarriers, but like mm. those are vehicles. Those are whatever. I don't care. Right. About yes. Sky base. Sky base in the clouds. Uh huh. Yeah. 
fucking cool. Also, I really like the uh, showdown between Taskmaster and Red Guardian. That's fun because he's clearly out of his fucking depth, but he's holding on as best he can. This is the <laughs> bit where I'm like, she actually seems like a fucking force to be reckoned with here. Mm. And then she just gets locked in a room. Gets locked in a room. Doesn't do much after that. No. <coughs> I mean, she gets out, but still. No, she does do one extremely cool thing on the way down. Which is? It's okay. There's a single scene when the when the fucking base starts falling. Yep. And everything's like all the debris in the air, and Widow's like fucking free falling, mm-hmm. and Taskmaster is free falling after her. Right. And they hit this fucking panel of what looks like uh, solar panels. Yep. And Widow like slides down it, and then Taskmaster slides down it too. It just looks fucking cool. It's maybe the coolest five seconds. <clears throat> I hate of it. Of anything I've ever seen. I hate it. No, it's great. Because it's Black Widow. She doesn't have superpowers. She doesn't fucking have... She's just, oh, I'm fucking falling through the sky and I'm going to fucking land on this thing. Fuck off. Hate it. at an angle. It's fine. Hate it. It looks cool, but it's also... It does look fucking cool. Nonsense for her character. I hate it. Yeah, look. I, I'm willing to believe that if you hit something like that, that's falling at roughly the same speed and is at a certain angle, you'd be fine. Um, if you say so. Uh, Romanoff gives. Be wrong. <laughs> I'm no doctor. Oh, um, gravity science man. We get the uh, the shot that everyone complains about uh, when Yelena blows up uh, the thing. She like, oh, and the sparkly thing red dust in it. Uh, no, it's no, like pretty. when she blows up the, the ship oh, with Drake on yeah, it. Yeah, the big fucking... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is very silly. It's very goofy and uh, doesn't look great, but... See, um, that's the bit that I would be like, no, it's dumb and I hate it. <laughs> Not the cool mid-skydive slide shit. No, I just... Like I said, I it looks cool, but it just doesn't make, any, <laughs> doesn't make any sense for... Oh, anyway. I'm sorry. Fucking defensive pheromones cured brain. That's more believable than the chick that doesn't have superpowers being able to do superhuman things. Eh, I could probably do that in that very uh, (laughs) unlikely situation. I guarantee you wouldn't. We'll never know for sure. Let's test it. Let's test the theory. All right. You skydive with a with a sheet of metal, and see what happens. Um, Romanoff gives Belova a parachute as she and Antonia have one final battle through the sky before safely landing yeah. on the ground. Romanoff uses one vial of red dust on Antonia, freeing her from her mind control. The rest of the widows arrive as Belova, Vostokov, and Shostakov stay, say goodbye to Romanov. Belova gives Romanov her vest to remember her by, and Romanov gives Belova the last red dust vial and the portable drive, instructing her to find and free the other widows. As they leave, along with a recovering Antonia, Romanov awaits the arrival of Ross and his men. Two weeks later, Romanov, now sporting blonde hair, reunites with Mason, supplying her with a Quinjet. She rides off to free the detained Avengers from the raft. You gotta make sure the blonde hair gets in there, otherwise yeah. people won't. Really they won't know. That it's a prequel. Exactly. 
Oh, this is a prequel. Why would we make a prequel at this point? Oh, this this happens before she dies. Weird. Yeah. Hey man, if she if this was all like a weird like death hallucination, it'd explain the skydive fight. It would, actually, yes. <laughs> Turns out the soul stone makes you d- dream about things. Yeah, you just live your most badass life in a forever dream. <laughs> Yeah. Have fun. I wouldn't mind. Congratulations. That. You get to be the protagonist <coughs> in the next uh, movie Soul Stone. <coughs> the Soul Stone gives you your own movie finally. That's it. Ha! <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Where's the Gamora movie? She had it. It was a different Gamora, and it wasn't her own movie. She was yeah, exactly there. so she didn't is what you're saying. <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it. it only works for um, the white the white chick. Doesn't work for anyone else. Ooh, racist. You gotta be <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's no, no bueno. <laughs> um, I like I do like the vest as a recurring thing. That's cute. It's got a lot of pockets. Yeah. The best thing is cool. Um, yeah, yeah, like all, all the family dynamic stuff I liked a lot. Um, Everything involving Yelena and Alexi. Yes. <laughs> I like it all. Um, on that note, I, I really specifically like the conversation where Yelena calls out to Natasha, like, why do you do that thing where you like, you're like that? <laughs> you, get, you, know, <laughs> you, you crouch down and your arms mm-hmm. up in the air and you, you're a poser. You're such a poser. I don't know how true this is, but apparently Florence Pugh actually said that to Scarlett Johansson and then they added it to the script. Great. Good addition. <laughs> and then she does it later and she like, yeah. <laughs> she feels gross about it. Um, <laughs> and it's a really good, like visible shutter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the ending's crazy, and uh, I like the first half of the movie when it's more grounded and there's, like, hand-to-hand fight scenes, and then it just kind of goes off the rails here at the end and she's fucking flying through the sky, and uh, it's just like... style. Yeah, I guess. Not a single person flies there, not even the guy in the fucking helicopter. Uh-huh. I'm kind of being dead. Very dead. Um, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about the ending of this movie. Uh, I don't. Oh, we do have it. a. Oh, yeah. There's a post-credit scene. I, do you have anything I to like say about? Okay. I like it. It's stupid, but I like it. Right. Probably because it's stupid. Uh, I mean, like the granted stuff before that, the widows ganging up on Natasha. That's a mm. fun scene because she kind of has the upper hand for a little bit, and the numbers game gets up on her and. Yeah, that's all cool. And Elena comes just in the nick of time, and blah blah blah. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I like <coughs> the Guardian versus Taskmaster. That's a fun time. Um, and then it yeah just shoots the moon and does some crazy skydiving Saints Row two Saints Row three bullshit. Uh, and I'm in for that. You just said Saints Row three. That's my trigger. Yeah. That's my trigger word. Oh, I love this movie now. It's Saints Row three. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, Metal Gear didn't do it, but Saints Row 3 did. Here we go. I'll keep that in mind. In a post-credits scene after Romanoff's death. uh, Yeah, I guess. uh, 
It's not mentioned in the movie anywhere, but she is all, all of a sudden dead. So again, if, you, if you've walked into this movie just thinking you're seeing a Black Widow movie. I mean, you are. Just, uh... You're missing some context. Yeah, uh, the big fucking scene missing <laughs> shows up on the screen. <laughs> I, think I, I just, I just, I just, I just imagined um, Poochie just um, <laughs> going back to his, know. yeah, it's the, <laughs> the cell. Just a picture of her going up the screen. A badly cropped PNG of Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that cut of the movie. You have uh, the power to make it. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, Belova encounters Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I can say that name. I can't well, yeah. say Shostakov. It's <laughs> um, entirely too uh, Eastern for you. Yeah. Uh, now her employer at Romanoff's grave. Belova receives her next assignment. Take down Clint Barton, the man she claims is responsible for Romanoff's death. I mean, I wouldn't say that's true. What? That she didn't say that? No, that, that he's responsible. Oh, no, for that's... He's, he's I... more just like <coughs> not not responsible for it. That well, yeah. I I mean, I don't know how much can, uh, um, Valentina. Like, where is she getting her intel? Yeah, like I Did Red Skull give it to her. That's the thing. It's like, does is it something she actually believes, or do they just want Clint Barton dead? And they're just like using Yelena. They're just being like, "Hey, you have to kill this guy," and he because he totally killed your sister. It's like, hey, uh, she's she's with the CIA, right? I believe so. We don't know that in this movie, but we yeah. find out that in a later one. Yeah. Um, what are the chances that, hey, Soulstone's no longer on Vormir, fucking um, Red Skull's back? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know the mechanics of how that works, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just gets transported back to Earth to continue doing whatever the fuck. <laughs> maybe Hydra is now in the fucking CIA. Shield's gone. CIA time. Hell Hydra, etc. Yep. How else would she know who showed up to throw who off the fucking soul cliff? I don't know. Um, <coughs> we don't know. Maybe like maybe Clint explained it or something. Maybe maybe he told everyone like this is what happened. <laughs> okay. Wait, hang on. Maybe it's in Ant Man's book. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It could be. Like Clint went off into space with Natasha and then only Clint showed up back here. He didn't tell us why. She well, he did say at the end of uh Endgame after she dies and he comes back, he he uh-huh. says uh you go you go talk to him. Right guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah. But I, that was only to the core of Avengers. And man's not that special, let's be honest. He's not getting the full debriefing. He wasn't there on the dock. He's right there. Mm. I think it was. I think that was Stark, Banner, Thor, Clint. I think that was him. Oh yeah. 
Well, who can say? It's we all just have to. It's like I just have to live with the headcanon that fucking Ant Man just wrote it down in the book, right? <laughs> Implicating Clint Barton as a murderer. Uh-huh. Uh And that's the movie. That's Black Widow. It's a it's a fun time, but it's not amazing, and it's not the first movie I'd throw on if I ever want to watch a movie, but. You it's know, certainly not the last MCU movie I'd throw on. <laughs> it's not no. If I if I'm ranking them, which I am, uh <laughs> it's definitely what? not the you last one. I can tell you that. Now comes the part of the show where we talk about what we liked and didn't like in a section we called Starks and Stanks. I don't know. I've never I like that we called the show like Stark that. or Stank, even though we yeah. do both. Yes, it's really. It's, and well, then, like, but, the, the theory was that we were going to rank the movies as Stark or Stank, but there really aren't enough Stanks to right. justify that. Right. And, a that's the thing. It's thing. like, was this a Stark movie or a Stank movie? And uh, I mean, I guess we kind of like, we kind of do do that because any, anything above Iron Man is is really good, and then anything below Iron Man is just like, eh. so maybe it's anything fine below or bad. At a certain point, maybe anything below Iron Man is a stank. Perhaps I don't know if I'm willing to go in on this yet, but I, I'll 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 mull that over. You're not bit. in on this theory. I've just come up with on the 27th fucking episode of this show. No, well, <sighs> I came up with the title. That's I can't. Anyway, here are my stanks. No wait, no. Here are my <laughs> Start with your stocks. God damn it! I want to know what you liked <laughs> about it. Formula. Okay, fine. Uh, my first <coughs> stock is Alexi and Yelena are great. They both play off each other well and off of Nat well, and they are just fun and interesting characters. Did you just around. copy my fucking doc word for word? <laughs> no, because mine's a. Because I literally, because I literally, I literally wrote. Alexi and Yelena are great. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I've got Alexi, uh, brackets, Red Guardian, and Yelena are great. <laughs> I'm not going to. Alexi and Yelena are great. Mine's easier to hold up, so I have Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, easily the best parts of this movie come from them, is what I've put. Yeah. <coughs> uh, I would 1,000% think that is correct. Uh this is why I was happy to do my stocks first this time because I knew I would get that one before. You. <laughs> uh, and what's your second stock? My second stock is insane Metal Gear shit. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Guy Fortress, chemical brainwashing, combat mimicry, defensive pheromones, <laughs> sky battle. <laughs> You're not uh, wrong. Those are metal. You just said things that are very Metal Gear. You are right. Like if these showed up in a Metal Gear game, I'd just be like, "Yeah, this seems about yeah, right." This is this is on brand. Um, this is on point. And the only thing that's like not here are twenty to thirty minute long historical ex- like explanations and exposition. Mm-hmm. Definitely skips that's over that stuff. <coughs> um, and yeah, I think like does it go a little too far with it in the end? Maybe. Mm. Not for me, but maybe in a general sense. Uh, but, like, the Metal Gear vibes and the dumb Metal Gear shit are one of the things that I loved about Winter Soldier, and boy, does it fucking 
hold true here. That's fair enough. Um, my second stock is that uh, the early hand-to-hand fight scenes are pretty good. I liked a lot of that stuff. Uh, the widows fighting each other, and um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, I like a lot of that the way it was shot and uh, the, the choreography and the chase, the chase through the um, streets are good too. Yeah, with the APC. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good action. I do agree with that. Good Feel like stuff. that would have been my if I could have a third stock. That would have been the one. Hmm. What is your first stank? What don't you like uh, about first, this? It's, it feels unfair to level this stank at this movie mm-hmm. because it's not really the movie's fault in and of itself, but in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of the MCU, having this film release after <laughs> Natasha's death makes it feel less vital overall. Like the stakes mm-hmm. feel lower. You yeah. can't really get invested. Right. It's like, there's, there's stuff to get invested in. Like you can get invested in Yelena. Because she's mm. new, yes. You know if she's going to survive. A bunch of us did know, but like, yeah. Right. Um, but knowing that Natasha had a set in stone endpoint that was not in this movie it was like, well, she's obviously going to make it out of this fine. So, right. yeah. yeah, that's kind of that's kind of mine too. Um, I've put I've put it's it's just fine. Like the movie's just fine. There's nothing wrong with the movie necessarily, but it also doesn't try anything new or expand on the MCU in a meaningful way. It's mostly paint by numbers. Um, just kind of like these are the points we have to hit in this action movie, and at at the end, they hit him. At the end, she's gonna be dead. So we need to set up this new Black Widow. Um. And that's just kind of what it is. Yeah, the the big, like, meaningful contribution here is the addition of Yelena, which we've already said is, like, the best part of it. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's it's hard to get excited about a movie, even after the fact, going back and watching it and being like, I can watch this independent of the MCU. Knowing that it came out at a point where it just wasn't really important has kind of cemented it in my brain as not really that important. Yeah. Which again, not fair to the movie on its own merits, but eh, it is what it is. I think it's very fair to say. Uh, It it should have been out earlier and it should have. Yes. See, if this movie had come out in, like, if this had come out immediately after Civil War, between Civil War and Black Panther. Yep. I think I would remember it much more fondly. Yes. I agree. Uh, what's your second stank? Uh, Drakov is a real dirtbag, unambiguous piece of shit villain, which makes it a shame that we get so little time with him sleezing up the joint. It's true. That's you can't you can't just have your villain show up in the fucking second half of the third act to be a sleaze ball. You have yeah, to show yeah. me him being a sleaze ball earlier and really get me you know, <coughs> hating him and then. Then you beat the shit out of him and blow up a helicopter with him <laughs> right. inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's in the beginning of the villains. movie and then he's just not there until right at the end. And it's like. And like, even <sighs> when he's there at the beginning, we don't have the context for who he is and why he matters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's just some guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fucking hate the opening credits. Uh, it's a bad way to start the movie. Yeah. That's it. 
But with the lights out, it's less dangerous. Yeah. Here we are now. Here we are now. Let's make an okay movie. They did entertain us. I was thoroughly entertained, so. I definitely watched it. <laughs> oh, come on. You were entertained. Uh, yeah. <sighs> the fact that, like, I, I've taken to multitasking while watching these because, God, I only have so much time in the day. Yep. Uh, but I did find myself watching this one a lot more intently than I had meant to because it's really good at some Yeah, I, I watched it. It's just like, eh. Yeah. The, the the worst indictment I could say about a Stark or Stank movie these days is, ah, I just kind of switched my brain off halfway through and wasn't really paying attention. But right. this one had me, so <coughs> good on it. Now comes the part of the show where we rank the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, you yeah. love it. Yeah, ranking time. How the fuck do I edit on this again? Would you like me to read the list? <laughs> Are you sure you can? Oh, I can do it. If you're sure. Hang on, I have to switch back here because I added, I added Black Widow, but now I, I need to put it back down here somewhere. Okay, Would here you like we go. Me? Not at all. Up. Are you good? Okay, you. Go. Here we go. You ready? As I'll ever be. Number one, we have uh, Captain America. This is our current ranking. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok at number two, Avengers Endgame at number three, Iron Man 3 at number four, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, The Avengers, Black Panther, Captain America, the First Avenger at number 11, Loki, WandaVision, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man Far From Home, Thor, Ant-Man and the Wasps, Captain Mar- Captain Marvel at 22, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Incredible Hulk, Thor the Dark World, and at the bottom at number 26 currently is Iron Man 2. All right, so I I took the first shot for Loki last week, so I think it's up to you. Okay. Where do you think Black Widow sits? Um, I'm, I'm moving it up and down list here. Uh-huh. Okay, let me ask you a a question. Does it rank higher than the other female-led MCU film with the Nirvana song? Yes. For me, it does. Okay. I agree. Um, But is it better than Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes, it is. I think it's a bit like that. That movie's all over the place in terms of structure (laughs) and pacing. This one is at least pretty consistent all the way through has a good yes. flow to it mm-hmm. is it better than a lot Thor? of fucking dutch angles <laughs> uh which means yeah, like of dutch angles terrible yeah the lad doesn't have any dutch angles thor thor's got him in spades that's all it is too many some might say not possible um no i don't think it's better than far from home you don't think it's better than Far From Home? No. I think wow. Far, Far From Home is a more enjoyable movie. Wow. Um, oh, wow. I'm, what is it? Fucking Christmas? <laughs> um, you know, as a lot better villain, I can tell you that. Uh, he's in it a lot more. Um, true. Yeah, more time to hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you started off hating him, so it doesn't really count. So. <laughs> uh. 
it I enjoy Far From Home. Even the fight scenes in Far From Home, I think, are more entertaining than the ones in Black Widow. Um, especially even the weirdest thing that I can say about Spider Man Far From Home that its placement in the like release timeline mm-hmm. as being like the weird wet fart to follow like Endgame. <laughs> yes. Like at any other point in any release schedule, that movie is fine. Yeah. Then after Endgame, it's just, it's so weird. Mm. Like even in that situation, <laughs> I think it still beats out Black Widow as like, well, at least it didn't release after a character died. <laughs> right. And like it acknowledged the character that did die mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. Uh, in the previous movie. Yeah. So um, it's got that going for it. I was going to try and argue for above Iron Man. Hmm. Interesting. I honestly, like, I don't feel that strongly about it, which is an indictment. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem is that it's like, it's a fine movie. Like, it's, it's just not. It doesn't have that fucking stock factor. No, it doesn't. Um, yeah, I mean, really now it's, for me, it's whether it's above or below Thor. I, I think it's, hmm, there, there is a charm to Thor. Yeah. That, like, it's got this big, bombastic, almost, like, weird Shakespearean mm-hmm. feel to it. Yeah. Which I really love. That said, nothing in that movie. I mean, Asgard looks nice in that movie. The mm-hmm. costumes and sets say that they look nice, but none of the Earth stuff looks all that good in that movie. Super bland. In fact, it looks a little bit bad. Yeah. Um, everything's like washed out and gross mm-hmm. looking. Yeah. And most of the movie takes place on Earth. So, like, mm-hmm. at least Black Widow looks nice throughout. Black Widow is a good looking movie. Yeah. It doesn't is. have bad color grading. No. Well, that's I. I feel like that's something that, uh, probably since Endgame, it seems like seem to be something that they've tried to work on to to give things uh more of a cinematic look, a more even, a more even uh, visual style. Well, I thought. Well, I <laughs> in the early days because Iron Man was first, and that was pretty grounded, uh, and it's. You know, it, it's all set on Earth, and it's it's made to look like it, it like it does. And yeah. so they were like, "Oh well, we're, uh, this is all in the same universe, so we need to make Thor look like that, and we need to make uh, Captain America look like that." Although I'd say Captain America looks better than Iron Man, but um, I'd say Captain America has more of a unique style to it, if nothing yeah, else. It does. Um, but yeah, like they. They wanted to keep it consistent with Iron Man, I think, in the early days, which, mm-hmm. you know, until we got to Guardians of the Galaxy where James Gunn was just like, no, it's in space and it, it's not on Earth, so we I, I can do yeah, whatever the fuck not. I want. we're doing emerging. Yeah. Um, and- I will say this does have some, like, stylistic <laughs> things that tie it into other movies that I quite like in this, uh, mm-hmm. specifically Civil War. It's got the big fucking location headers yep. uh, in the big, bold, white... Uh, lettering like that a lot mm-hmm. like stylistically it's a spy thriller and it feels like a spy thriller as much as Scarlett Johansson might say it's a new genre um, <laughs> it's a new genre they created just for this movie you've never seen it you'll like, never see it again 
Thor, on the other hand, does feel like a fucking weird, different kind of movie. It's a yeah. space fantasy bullshit. Mm-hmm. No one was trying to sell it as that at that point. It was like, yeah. I don't know, it's fucking Thor. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? Um, all of this to say that I, I think watching Black Widow feels like less effort on my eyes. <laughs> I don't I don't want that to sound mean, but it does. Uh yeah, I guess. Um I don't know, Thor are gonna be fucking tilting my head half the time. Yeah. Yeah. I I yeah. I'm fine with putting Black Widow above Thor if that's what you're fine with. I think I am. Thor definitely has more like <laughs> impact in the larger scheme of things, but it also yeah. just there's a lot of weird uh, filmmaking choices that were made there that just don't really hold up, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure they held up at the time. It was definitely a weird choice uh, to do all weird those choice. Dutch angles. Inter- <laughs> interesting movie. Yeah. Like it. I definitely like it. weird. I definitely like Thor. It's a fun time. Um, yeah. Yeah, we only have four movies <laughs> on here that we're just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that, at this point, this list is so long, and a lot of these movies are a de- a, at least decent. Like, you can watch all of them. You can sit down and be yeah. like, yeah, this is good. And it's a, there's only... A few at the bottom that I'm like... From Captain Marvel up, I would call them B-plus movies at worst. Yes, yeah. And then Avengers Age of Ultron down. Uh, I can can watch Ultron. I like that movie. B-minus. But yeah, even even Incredible Hulk, like, it's fine. Oh, I can watch any of these. Iron Man 2, I have to take a really long blink (coughs) uh, just before the Monte Carlo scene because some (laughs) dickhead who bought Twitter's in there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Thor the Dark World and Iron Man 2 are the only ones to me that I'm just like, I'd rather not. They're they're rough. They're pretty rough. Uh, But yeah, uh, so you want to put Black Widow at Uh, 20? Yeah, 20 feels like a good spot for Black Widow, I think. All right. Well, here's the new ranking. Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, Endgame, Iron Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Infinity War, uh, Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, The Avengers, Black Panther, Captain America the First Avenger, Loki, WandaVision, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man Far From Home, and our new number 20 is Black Widow. And then the rest. <laughs> and the rest. And the rest. Fantastic. Yeah, like four and Captain Marvel's face is just like... <laughs> and, sides. and the rest. <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> uh. Yes. Uh, so there you go. That's... The show for another week. Next week, we ask the question, what if? How's that? What if? Hmm. Hmm. What? What if, indeed. I'm looking forward to this. I haven't rewatched any of What If since it first came out. Nope. I watched it as the episodes came out, and it was... Pretty cool. It's fine. Some of the episodes I liked more than others. Oh, yeah. 
100%. I think like more than any other uh, streaming thing, just because it is such an episodic yeah. concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some definitely stand out more than others, and then some are just like, why did we do this? Like Party <laughs> Thor. Yeah. Oh, I, I, don't get me wrong. Party that's Thor's a pretty good funny, episode. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the same like scale as a lot of the other stuff in there. Right. Like zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Well, we have nine episodes of that show to watch next week so that we could talk about what if. <laughs> nine. Nine whole episodes. Oh. At least they're only half hour episodes. So, Or are they? So only four and a half hours. Oh, what God. if they're more? Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> uh, here's your chance. Well, I, I we know can, what I'm doing tomorrow. We can skip what if. No. no it's no, animated. No, we don't have to it. watch it. We No, we do. And it, look, by your own <sighs> words, animation is important. Animation is not just for kids. Animation is for real oh, artistry. That's still, still a part of it. But we don't have to watch it. <laughs> no, we do. We have to. Okay. We'll be back again fine. Next week for... We will be back again next week to record. I'm not promising that. <laughs> I am. I'll do uh, it myself. I'll do I'll, it live. <laughs> do it live yourself next week. Just you and what if. Yep. Just I'll try and find the synopsis. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Just I wonder if there's... <laughs> I wonder if there's even... I guess... Well, I'm going to find out right now if we'll even have a synopsis next week. Fuck it, we're doing it live. And if if we don't, then we just get to recount them off the top of our heads. That'll be oh, fun. Oh, great! Don't don't take notes. Uh, season season one. Why is it, why are there pages for season one, two, and three? Um, season one plot. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like. This episode is about this. This episode is about this. It's not really uh, a full episodic synopsis. You know what, though? I feel like the episodes aren't that long. Mm-hmm. Not a huge amount happens in most of them. Yeah, That's kind of fine. Like, the premises are the main drawing card here for what if, so that makes sense. Actually, this is more like... These are the these are the points you need to know from each episode, and then there's like a paragraph of s- summing up the last episode because it could, they kind of because the last one is the big one. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, I look well, forward to it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see if I enjoy it more the second time. Well, you hate. Fan service, so it is a lot of fan. It really is. Uh, that's kind of the point. It's fan service. The show. It really is. Um, but <clears throat> also, I, I don't mind. It's also kind of not because it's also like, it's what if? What if the fucking yeah, everyone no, was it, a zombie? It's part fan service and then part like creative. Um, exercise yeah exactly uh anyway we'll find out next week where what if ranks and if it's a stark or a stick 
We'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, stank, stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You stank, you stank. I am Iron Man.